Welcome to the Character Matters Podcast, where key issues are put to the litmus test instead of the mainstream media. Let's get it started with your host, Gregory Trent. Well, hello, and welcome to the Character Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory Trent, and I'm so glad to have you listening in today. Today is a very special day for me. Um, I have a very special guest that will be on I know you'll be intrigued with what he has to say. I'm African-American male, and I don't know about it in any other cultures, but in the black culture, um, as a young man, a place like almost a rite of passage where we hear men talk like never before is in the barbershops. You would go into barbershops and you hear everything from sports to politics, and everyone is their own source, and they have great stories to tell, and it's very, very dynamic. My guest today owns a barbershop in Pennsylvania. I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about it, but uh, he's a great friend of mine, great pedigree. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what is going on in a barbershop world. What are we hearing? This is the pulse of America in a lot of ways. And so very glad to have with us Lance Walker. Lance, glad to have you with us today. Hey, hey, hey. Great to be here, Greg. Great to be here. You know, I, I'll tell you now, so you own the barbershop, right? Yes, that's correct. And, and so where, where are you located? I'm located in uh, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. I'm right outside of Gettysburg, about 20 minutes from Gettysburg, uh, about 45 minutes to an hour from Harrisburg. Awesome, awesome. So you're out there, you have a barbershop. What's the name of the shop? Walker's Barbershop. Ah, what, what else, right? Yeah. What else? Yeah. <laughs> Now, how long have you been cutting hair? Uh, oh, wow. I started back when Carl Lewis uh, got the uh, had the flat top. He was in the Olympics. Wow. And um, I wanted to get I wanted to get my hair cut like that, and it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. So I I uh, got my own uh, pair of clippers, and me and my best friend started cutting each other's hair. So I was probably around 80, <laughs> 83. Yeah, 83. 83. Yeah. 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 You know, it, it's very funny. I'm laughing very hard because I was in Alaska at the time. I wanted the same haircut. And I went to the barbershop, and they did it wrong. So I bought some clippers, and I began to cut my own hair. I was in Fairbanks, Alaska at the time. And I got my flat top, I mean flat, right? And this lady owned a beauty salon, and she came to me and said, Oh, my goodness, I have men come into my beauty salon all the time. They can't get the flat top right. Will you come and cut hair at my shop? And I was like, no, listen, wow. I'm okay if I accidentally mess up mine, but I am not messing up another brother's head, man. I, I think what you do, you know, especially with brothers in the hair, I mean, you better be right. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that man. is funny. Yes, sir. That's how I got started. Wow. As a matter of fact, it was uh, down on uh, the barbershop down on 2nd Avenue. Is that right? Well, in New Kensington? In New Kensington. It was, uh, it was Mr. Driver. He already, he told me, he was like, I'm not sure. He, he, this new haircut, this stuff. <laughs> I mean, uh, drivers. I... Well, well, actually, the main reason why it, it, it turned out okay, it was just 
he didn't want to use the electric clippers. He so he pulled out the, the I don't know if you remember the old hand squeeze like they're like yes a cross yes. between they got a clipper head on it, but the, the, you squeeze them like scissors. Yes. And so he wasn't squeezing fast enough. He was you know it was more hair and you know you know how we were taught to respect our elders and everything. Yes. So, I basically sat there and got a lot of hair pulled, and I thought, okay, I can do this on my own. Yeah. And so that's how I started. <laughs> oh, my God. God bless his memory. I remember Driver's Barbershop and getting my hair cut there. Because back then it was Jimmy's or Driver's, yeah. you know? That was about it, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And the funny point, well, that was well, the reason why I went to, because, you know, you know, where we lived, this Jimmy's was right, right up the, I mean, a half a block from my house. Yes. And then Fred's was a little bit more of a, you know, around the way. Uh-huh. But Mr. Jimmy was closed at the time, so I went to Mr. Fred's, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I remember back in the day, yeah. man, they said, now, when you go into Mr. Jimmy's, if you want <laughs> if you want a haircut, tell me you want a lineup, because you're going to take it lower than you want. So you you want a haircut, tell me you want a lineup. So we go, I'm going to get a lineup. He been a fix you up, yes, sir. Fix you up. And, uh, yeah, you got you got You got to hedge your bets a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so you know some wow. of my my best experiences as a little kid are most memorable are going to the barbershops getting those haircuts and walking out of there and then being judged by the masses on uh mm. what you look like based on your haircut you know and right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so i decided to make my life easier i don't have that problem anymore I'd have shaved my head. Neither so. do I, brother. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> oh, mercy. So, yeah. so time caught up to us, man. Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Bible says the very hairs of a head are numbered. And so we just made God's job easier. Uh, yeah. Much easier. Yeah. <laughs> Much so tell me, so you, you are in the barbershop um, and, you know, you have a pulse on as i said in the intro on what people are thinking today they, they there seems to be a, a a code of you know it, it's no holds barred you can come in a barbershop and really speak what's on the top of your mind have a, a strong opinion yeah. um and i think today yeah. we we don't hear each other we talk at each other and I would like yeah. to hear from you know tell us about your barbershop tell us about the 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 culture and and what you're hearing in the barbershop. Okay, well, um, my well, I'll say this: I've been cutting hair for for quite a while. Like I said, I started back in '83. Um, <clears throat> went and got my license, and and I guess it was early '90s. But I've been cutting in a you know barbershop or salon ever since. So with that being said, this shop that I have right now is the most unique shop that I've ever been in or worked in. Uh, uh, because my clientele is it's 40% uh, white, 40% black, and another a uh, 20% other um, uh, uh, Hispanic, um, uh, Asian, Indian, um, and people from uh, Europe, France, and a few other um, European countries. So I've never been to a barbershop a, like that. I, that's the most unique barbershop section. I've ever heard of. <laughs> It, it, you know, and it, it is, it's funny because when I lived in, in Georgia, it was like, you know, the blacks went to the black barbershop, yeah. the whites went to the whites. We had a few, you know, <clears throat> cross, you know, section type situation that would go on. But for the most part, it was, you know, it was almost like, I guess, church on Sundays. You know, we all go to our little spots and then, yeah. you know, we, we, we come back. 
So <laughs> this is a really, really unique um, um, situation I have here, especially considering where 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 I'm located. Uh, uh, some people say that because we're right here near the uh, the Mason Dixon line, Ooh. and um, there are, there's uh, there are a couple of uh, little sayings out there that we're in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, we're, it's kind of country, but it's you know it's the South, but it's not the South. And there's yeah. a, I, I guess by the Mason Dixon line being here, you've got a, a culture from both sides of the fence that's that's blended, and you can see it. Mm. You can really it, it, it it's uh, it's it's unique. It's unique by you know um, uh, Gettysburg, you know battlefield and all that being right yeah. here. Uh, uh, Mason Dixon line being right on the Mason Dixon line. It's it's a uh, uh, it's a peculiar um, peculiar situation with uh, right. uh, societal norms and some of the things that are, that are go on here. Yeah. And, and so was there and something so those special? Conversations come up. Those conversations take place here in the barber shop. Gotcha. Now, and, was uh, was there was there yeah. something you did to to pull in that mixed demographic, or was this something organic? This is organic. Um. Um. My wife working at the hospital, well, <clears throat> by my wife being, um, you know, my wife is white. Okay. And uh, my father-in-law, you know, mentioned to some of his friends, some of his retired friends, and there's a retired community that, that's uh, right right up the road from us here. And uh, he had mentioned to his friends. And so I had a, 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 a good bit of uh, older retired white gentlemen mm-hmm. that, that started coming because my, you know, my father-in-law, you know, put me on to them and them. And then, of uh, of course, the the black community here in Chambersburg, because at the time I was the only black barber when I had moved. You know, that's just 13 years ago when I moved in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it 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 was a it turned out to be a nice kind of blend the way it the way it you know Absolutely. melded together. And um, I'm just grateful that that I guess the atmosphere that I I make sure that I, I make it a point to provide. Um, Everything is open for discussion. Yes. Um, I, I think that more dialogue is needed than less. Um, and so everything is open for discussion, whether you're whether we're talking about religion, politics, sex, sports, you know, music, you know, movies, you name it, you know, right. all of it. So uh, as long as we can, I have a sign up, you know, and, you know, it says no profanity. I want to make sure that we keep a family environment right you know we can talk about things and we can talk about mature things in a roundabout way if there are kids there right that we can get you know an understanding without offending you know anybody so so you have this mixed uh, dynamic there this demographic that's uh, a lot more reflective of heaven than a lot of churches today (laughs) when you speak about diversity wow i never yes you know what now that you mentioned that yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> it and it and it's funny because I was talking to my wife, I don't know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I said, "This is," I said, "Sometimes it, it, it's crazy." I said, "I don't know what's happening here, but I'm grateful for it um, that people feel comfortable enough to come and 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 talk." Because yeah. when I say talk, we 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 talk, and I don't like I said, there's no holds bars as long as we can do it in a manner that's um, respectful of one another. We don't right. have to agree. We can agree to disagree. But be agreeable about it, right? And um, and uh, yeah. And so, I mean, and I'll, I'll, I'll every now and then, 
roll the grenade in the room just to get it started. <laughs> <laughs> so there's you know, a lot of intentionality I, I, I do, in what do. you do. Um, and then I have a, a really good friend of mine, Bill, who's a, a main staple here at the barbershop. He doesn't yeah. get his hair cut anymore. He's bald. Uh, he used to when he first started coming. But uh, God bless and it's him. funny because how our relationship and our friendship, it started off as a as contentious, to be honest with you, because he and mm-hmm. I were on opposite ends of the spectrum on just about everything that you can name. Gotcha. And if you know, if I said one thing, he said something different. Right. And so we started off, you know, I don't say arguing, but it, you know, and, and it turned into a more of a funny type thing. But we stayed at each other, each other's throats all the time. In a, in a, you know, me wrong. It was, it was playful. Right. And uh, and people saw he and I, and we were able to have discussions, and we turned out to be, you know, we were good friends. Right. But we were still able to talk talk about topics and. I think that actually spawned that type of um, atmosphere that I've, that I've got going on now here for the past, because he's been coming for the past ten years. So wow, yeah. See, see that that is something that's missing. And, you know, I remember when I went to Bible college. Now I had come from Alaska. I had been a part of a very, very strict uh, Pentecostal church. Um, you know, we went to church mm-hmm. literally. So we had um, Tuesday Bible study. We called it Home Reform Mission. Thursday Bible study was called um, Bible Band. Friday we had evangelistic service. Saturday we had evangelistic outreach and choir rehearsal. Sunday we had Sunday school. Then we had noonday worship. Then we had six thirty YWW Bible study. Then eight o'clock we had service. And I was in the military, so you know I was up, you know, four o'clock in the morning <laughs> for PT, and and wow. I didn't I didn't miss a service. So, you know, we were very, you know, old line, our pastor was a great man of God. God bless his memory. You know, the Honorable Lee Roy Parham at the Lily the Valley Church of God in Christ, 2316 South Barnett Street, mm. Fairbanks, Alaska, 99703. Remember it to this day. And he was a great man, very, very old school, you know. And so I went from there and I went to Bible college and my best friend God put in my life was a white brother from Leesburg, uh, Virginia. Um, and he was as Southern as Southern can be. I mean, listen, he was a Southern Baptist, liberal. <laughs> he was the exact opposite of what I was. And we would sit down and talk for hours and we would have these debates and wow. we, but there was no animosity. You know, it was yeah. really yeah. trying to learn one another and allow God to uncover things in us that were there that we didn't know was there so God could take us to another level of love. And wow. and, yeah. and I tell you, to this day, I love this brother. You know, it was 30-something years ago, but I love this brother, and we were able to have these kind of conversations. So when I heard about what was going on in your Bible and uh, your barbershop, it, it really um, intrigued me. Because I believe, you know, I'm vicariously trying to experience these conversations. So if you can take us into your barbershop, give us what the conversation sounds like and and what's going on. What are you hearing and what is your take on it? Okay. Well, wow. Uh, Okay. So one of the one of the uh, more uh, uh, it was it was just it was awesome. So. Take you back a couple years ago when we were when with uh, the Confederate flag issue went down. This was right oh after uh, Dylan Roof had shot up the church. Yes. Uh, uh, and um, 
And so we, you know, we were dealing with, okay, if, you know, it's time to do something with this flag. Uh, and so <clears throat> I started having those conversations because I thought, you know, this is, this is the perfect place. So I just so happened to have, it was me, you know, black guy, another black guy who was here, a white guy and another one who was from France and two doctors from India. Mm. And so we start dialoguing about the flag where the, the doctors from India couldn't work, <laughs> didn't quite grasp or understand why people of color were so upset about it. Um, right. Uh, the guy from France, you know, he, he, he kind of, he didn't get it, but he paralleled it with some things that are going on in France that he, he shared with me with them when it came down to, uh, I guess certain things uh, between the, the French uh, government and certain uh, sects of uh, Islam or Muslim, mm-hmm. uh, and then the, the 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 other white guy was he was all for as far as heritage, and so we're having this dialogue, and it was just really it was very rich because seeing the different viewpoints, and I think it it made me realize like okay, no matter who we are we all know something and then we all have blind spots. Mm. And so I was, I was realizing, you know, for me being a black male, uh, you know, the Confederate flag, I really don't, I don't have a whole lot of love for it because right. I know what it, I know what it stands for. Yeah. You know what I mean, I know, and, 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 and I know the history behind it as far as the, uh, the vice president of the uh, Confederate was, uh, uh, was uh, Stevens. Um, Oh, Stevens. But anyway, he he basically said that that uh, the 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 very foundation of the Confederate laid upon the fact that you know the 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 that the uh, Negro was his his natural order was to be uh, uh, under under the foot of you know the white race. And that was Alexander. I I I, got to pull that quote up for you. But anyway, Alexander Stevens, right? Go ahead, Alexander Stevens. Alexander Stevens, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, he said, you know, uh, the quote that he said was, and I thought, wow, how could I ever even, you know, for me, look at that flag? And so I was trying to explain to, to uh, you know, everybody in the room, I said, would you expect a, uh, a, a person who's Jewish to accept a swastika flying around in mm. their face? Or, or to just, you know, like, we'll just say, well, that's his heritage. Right. I said, but but for some reason here in the United States, they expect me to just latch on the heritage and be okay with it, whenever I know exactly what that you know what it stands for. Now you can claim heritage all you want. That was my viewpoint. Right. You know the the doctors weren't quite getting it. They're like, well, let you know, just move on. And I said, well, you know, it's kind of hard to move on when you have this thing constantly in your face. Right. Right. And and you're supposed to be okay with it. You know what I mean? So and yeah, so it was it was but it was a really really great conversation, uh, and and like I said, we come I come to the realization that we, you know we all have blind spots, we all know certain things, we all have blind spots, and I think yeah. that you know, so, approaching so, it under with the understanding of I may have a blind spot in certain areas, right, and and maybe listen and learn. So uh, let, let's stay there, and I I, I I know we can't unpack this in this uh, short time, but. The whole Confederate flag thing. Um, did you feel that were there were in, any inroads made as far as learnings 
um, on on one side or the other for those who were pro flag or against the flag. What were the the, the learnings you think the different ones walked away from that way? Uh, well, I, I can say for a fact the one who was actually a retired police officer and we had the conversation. He was like, well. You know, you know, you can't just go taking down everything and and this that and the third. I said, I understand that. I get that. I said, but if 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 that was you, I said, all I'm asking you is to walk in my shoes and look at it, you know, from my my perspective. Uh huh. You know, I said, I I, I said I personally could never honor that because it was never anything to be honored. Right. And I said the same way you would never expect anybody a a Jew to honor a, a swastika, or you know, or or whatever thing that was a a, a sign of tyranny. So we. We were talking, and I said, and he said, well, a lot of the stuff we, you know, basically he was saying, you know, the black people, you know, need to get over. And I'm paraphrasing. He didn't right. say it in, in such a harsh term, the way I'm maybe making it sound. But and so I said, well, I said, I said, until you walk a mile in in, in another man's shoes, you don't, I'm, you really don't totally get it. Right. And I said, well, I said, but I tell you what, I said, how about this? I said, how about I have you move down to the projects, and for the next three years, that's where you have to live. You're not allowed to leave from there. You have to you have to live there amongst those people, and 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 buy and sell in that area. You have to. I mean, you got to move about in that area. Right. And the first thing out of his mouth was, "Oh, well, they wouldn't like me down there." I said, "Well, why would you say that?" I said, "You don't even know those people. Why mm. would you say something like that?" He said, well, I, I know they wouldn't. I said, well, I said, oh, I said, well, now, if we're going to hold a standard, we have to have that across the board. I said, so whenever I say something like that, why am I complaining? But you can automatically say that and haven't even had the experience. But yeah. I've already had the experience of, <laughs> of, having to, of having to tell people, you know, that flag is really, it's offensive. Yes. Oh, it's here because you people on the start. And so, and so I've I seen a light bulb click on, but, you know, all I can do is plant seeds, you yes. know what I mean, or water, and 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 from that point on, you know, that's up to that individual and in, in God, I guess. <laughs> you know, I I think you hit a good point there because I I do not think this is a one two three conversation thing. I mean, some of the epiphanies no. with my friend and I in Bible college, where it was it was a, a a progressive revelation, if you will, you know, and sometimes we would yeah. knock on my door and say, oh my. I thought it was all gone, but the Lord revealed this to me, and he began to see different things. I, re I remember when I was there, and I had a, a good friend, and um, we were having a very, <laughs> uh, we, we were having a very, um, what was it, we had a strong fellowship, and we were discussing <laughs> some things. So, <laughs> so he, and that's when David Duke was running for president. And uh, I went to Jimmy ba Swagger Bible College, and I remember they had voting booths that were set up on the um, on the campus there. And I remember that there was some exorbitant number of people who voted at that location from around the community, but a high number of people that voted there voted for David Duke. And so mm. we were having this this this, uh, this time of enlightenment. And I looked at him and I said, you would probably vote for David Duke, wouldn't you? And he paused and began to think about it. And I said, my brother, we have a problem. Wow. I said, wow. the fact that you would have to pause and think about whether or not you would vote for a Klan member tells me 
that we don't agree. I said, you well, know, and so I said, I'm going to be praying for you, but you need to deal with this. And so we went our separate yeah. ways. And I remember he felt so justified in his, how he felt. And so I, we had a student who came back to speak at chapel and it was a great privilege to speak at chapel. And the professor would always, you know, especially if it was an alumni, they would get up and say some kind words about the speaker and then they would speak. Well, I went and mm. I shared. I said, Brian's going to speak today. Would you mind if I introduced them? And they said, no. And I got up. I said, you know, I lived across the, the apartment from Brian and he didn't know me. He, I said, we knew each other just, you know, because we went to the same Bible college, but we didn't hang out. We didn't talk long periods of time. And he came by and he saw me out working on my car and it began to rain and I'm out there fighting with my car. I had taken that semester off trying to fix the back brakes. I had never fixed rear brakes before in my life. His dad was in town visiting. So he gets up in the morning. He comes over, works on my car. He goes back, changes, goes to class, comes back. It's raining. He sends me in the house. He goes and buys the brakes. He comes back. He and his dad go out in the rain. Will not let me come out and help them. And they fix the brakes on my car. Wow. Now, this was like, <laughs> and he had to go to afternoon class, come back, finish, then go to work. And this brother... I mean, Lance, it, it blew my mind. He, they wouldn't let me give him any money. And I shared, yeah. I said, this brother authenticated the gospel. This is yeah. what Jesus looks like. And I remember yeah. after he spoke, we were going to class. And my friend that I had the intense fellowship with, he came to me, he says, Gregory, he says, you know, I am a youth pastor. My whole youth group is black. He said, and I'm stepping down. I said, why are you doing that? He said, because I realized I'm racist in my heart. And I said, come on, brother. He said, listen, wow. he said, when you were talking about Brian, he said, I felt the spirit of the Lord ask me, could you say the same things about your friend Gregory? And I said, no. He said, the spirit of the Lord asked me why. He said, and there was no other reason except because you're black. He said, wow. I've got to step down until I get my heart right. I'll tell you, wow. Lance, that was, that was mind boggling. You know, it was wow. just, but I saw that play out multiple times in Bible college and it was such a wonderful thing. And our relationship built and grew from someone who, you know, was in a place and, and a lot of it, I'm sure was his upbringing, but was ready to yeah. vote for David Duke to being this closer brother with me. And I, I think, you know, wow. that's why we have to have the multiple conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it takes place with proximity, mm, you know, geez. a lot of this stuff is not going to be won, uh, whether it's, you know, Facebook or whatever else, but literally, and I think even more so, because if you don't have some sort of outside experience or, or some, yes. some sort of experience that actually knocks you off of the trajectory that you're on, mm. you're going to keep going down the same path or whatever, unless you have some sort of experience that changes your mind in that area. Yes. And, and and I think that comes along with proximity. The yes. closer you are to somebody, the harder it is to, you know, bash them or or to because now I'm closer to you. Yes. Now the, the human factor kicks in. Now I have a chance to 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 uh, affirm the dignity that that that's in you as, as a human being rather than because I can talk about you from a distance. Those people over there or 
the, uh, the people, whether it's, I don't know, coming across the border or the, yes. uh, uh, all of the, the, the drug addicts, you know, yes. people who have issues with heroin or crack or whatever else, and, and we can lump them, as long as we lump them, but when it's singled out in this person, yes. now there's a closeness to it. Yes. Now we really have to get down to the nitty gritty and, and literally affirm the, 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 the humanity and the, you know, and the dignity that's in that, that human life. You know, uh, uh, wow. You, you spoke about the, those people. And, and we know in our culture, as soon as someone says those words, those people are hell stand up, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. someone in a different yeah. experience may not understand that, but we understand as soon as we hear right. those people, th those are almost fighting words. You know, right. I, yes. Yes. <laughs> speaking about the dignity of people, I, I want to read one of the statements that he made in his speech, Alexander H. Stevens. Um, and this may be the one you're speaking of, but, uh, it says, with us, all of the white race, however high or low, rich or poor, are equal in the eye of the law. Not so with the Negro. Subordination is his place. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if that was the yeah. one you're looking for, but that, that says a mouthful right there. Yeah, that it was that, that was similar. He he's made several statements, but yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a litany. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have for today's podcast, so we had to stop it right there. But we will continue next week with Lance Walker talking in the barbershop about character that matters. That's this week's episode of the Character Matters Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode with your host, Gregory Trent. Thank you for listening. Yeah.